Hey everyone, welcome back to Surf Shorts. As you can tell by the intro music, this is not a regular show. Today we're going to do Adventures in Surf Shorts. This is the rest of an interview I had with Jimmy. And today we're going to talk about bodyboarding and the skate barn, how the skate barn came about. So tune in and listen up. If you're new to the show, I suggest you go back and listen to some of the other episodes if you want to know what Surf Shorts is all about. If you're not new to the show, I hope you enjoy this interview with Jimmy. Adventures in Surf Shorts. One of my first memories of you is in the counter, uh-huh. glassed into the counter, shellacked into the counter, is like, because they just select a lot of pictures into the counter, right? As uh-huh. the years went by, is like some ESA contest when you were younger than 10. Right. On a boogie board. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. bodyboarding was like, a big part of my life. Because yeah. I, I worked. So I'd be cleaning the counter. I was like, wait, it says Jimmy. <laughs> I didn't know that. I never <laughs> yeah, knew. Your I, name's in the bar. That's that's classic because the old ESA um, or the old rather uh, surfer magazines had the insert. Right. had all the East Coast, you know, well, someone results. Cut, someone cut one out. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you're in there in Menahuni. But there, you're also there in like some like little bodyboard, like, you know, like second place body, maybe for, we'll say first, yeah. first place bodyboard and like some random. Oh man. And I don't know. I, I just remember cleaning the bar. Like, oh, there's, there's Jimmy. Well, bodyboarding is where it's at really. I mean, I have, you know, I, I, I chose this story, but I have bodyboarding stories too. Oh, and dude, me too. I'd I love, love to come back another time and tell you uh, my history with, with bodyboarding. But 1982, I think it entered the surf sun and sand at Riceville beach. It was basically like a volleyball tournament. Yeah. Um, tanning, you know, um, bathing suit and, and boogie board contest. Oh, that's cool. And that was my very first contest. I was just some Grom that had bought a bodyboard and a pair of flippers and wanted to enter this thing because it was at the beach and I love the beach. Oh, and, that's um, awesome. and I, and it turns out I won it. And that kind of sparked my whole interest in the ESA at that point. Okay, where's the next contest? You know, and that got me in yeah. ESA. Then I met Clark Wallen, right? And uh, Herb Walker, you know. And then uh, years went by, and I ended up going to the regionals and the championships. And you know, I mean, I have a whole history of bodyboarding, and I, I love it. Me um, too. Because me too. I feel like it's a. It's the perfect segue for, to surfing, and I think it's underrated in that way. Like, you get wave knowledge, timing. I agree. Uh, you get comfortable in the ocean. You got a set of fins on your feet, so you have a lot of ways out, yep. you know, like in, in a situation. Yeah. So, yeah, hats off to bodyboarding. And in the 80s, it was just like a very, very popular sport. Sure. Um, it who, had its own magazine. It may still today, but who was it from Maryland? My brain is Jay Real. Jay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I still follow Jay Real. And he's like, you know, has a surfing family. They travel and he surf, he stand up surfs and yeah. still bodyboard. He's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I, I, I remember him. I bodyboarded in the 80s. And then I had Kelly Richards, mm-hmm. Perfection, Perfection Surfboards out of Garden City. Mm hmm. Uh, man, he's a great guy. He was so nice to me. He had no reason to be nice to me. He's one of those, I have several people in the surfing world that were just good people yes. to me when I was a 100% total kook, and I, I still am. <clears throat> no, I don't, no. But, you know, yeah, we're all kooks in our own way, but 
man, Kelly's such a great guy, but he, I had him, <laughs> I had him make me a custom fiberglass boogie board. Yeah. In the, in the shape of a, a Mach 10. Right. I had the little stinger. Yep. And he was like, what? I was like, Kelly, come on, man. I just, you know, take a old blank. So, uh, and he's like, you don't understand. You, you don't understand. It's not like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you have to have the bottom contour, right? That has to be, the rocker has to be right. Well, like, you need the, the, the flex. The you really need the flex of the board too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> right after I bought it, right, literally right after I bought it, I stepped in a hole and I blew my knee out working at the amusement park in Myrtle Beach at the Myrtle Beach Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. And I never bodyboarded again. I bet I didn't ride it twice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, um, you know, a lot of people try to make the harder boards and turbo made the, Yep. The harder boards, but in reality, you sort of need that a little bit of you flex, do. you know? But no, I still love the sport of bodyboarding. And I would say about maybe 10 years ago, I was injured, was kind of missing a, a fall, you know, season right? Uh, due to a, a knee injury from skateboarding. And um, and I said, man, you know, what am I going to do? I, I always look forward to fall. And then I was like, duh, go bodyboarding, you know? And it actually helped me rehab my knee uh, using the flipper. At first, I just used one flipper because I didn't want to torque the knee. But the fall went along. It worked as a great rehab. Through that, I got a new board. I keep it in my car. Some days if I go check the surf and it's shore breaking, I'm like, perfect. You know, I'm going to get some some sand barrels and have a good time. And I've been out there in summers, uh, recently and, you know, just a couple of years ago and, and people look at me like, what is that? What are you doing? They get the boogie board concept, but they don't get the flipper concept. You're right. You're pointing this out. Like I, I forgot you don't see people actually bodyboarding in the lineup with their Churchill's on. Not you that much. Don't see it. Mm-mm. No, I mean, there are still guys, but you know, the concept, you, you really have to have the flippers to get the full effect. You Absolutely. Know? I mean, so uh, I think it's, you know, underrated, especially for people that are learning. Like, yeah. Again, when we had the double wide surf shop. So l- l- let's let's jump ship on the boogie board. Just okay. For a second. All right. Uh, because you own a premier. I know that you're laughing at that <laughs> word premier. <laughs> yeah. Skate park. Right. Right. Yeah. And that is. When did you open the skate barn? Well, you know, the skate barn before I opened it, yeah. my cousin started it, and it right. was called the middle school skate park. Middle school. That's right. I remember and that. so in the in the 1993 to 96, when I lived at Heron Street at Wrightsville, we would just go skate the the middle school yeah. in the winters, really, to kind of just keep, yeah. keep in shape, you know, and have something to do. We were doing that, too. My buddy Todd and I lived on Live Oak with Yankee Dave and some other guys. Oh, yeah. And we would go up. And I we'd was terrible. We'd all see each other. Yeah, yeah, we'd all see each other there. I always liked to ride the, you still have the, I think, the six-foot half pipe. Or, the six-foot half pipe we rebuilt outside. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's still the same one, basically. Pretty much right. the same dimensions, yeah. We yeah. added a little uh, width to it. But the, I think the three-foot bowls really the, the most worthy mention is. Yeah, and Rando built that. No, 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 no. Jim, Jim Reese built everything there. And, um, so I, from 93 to 96, I just skated there and uh, my cousin had bought those, bought the ramps from the ramp house in Carolina okay. beach. Okay. I never skated in that season or era. I always knew about it. It's yeah. kind of just heavy surf dog in those days. And, yeah. and my butt, some friends would say, let's go skate. I said, I'm good, you know? And 
So in 93, when they moved it to Hampstead, I was just interested because my uncle owned that land. And I thought, well, I got to go check this out. You know, like this is taking a a different turn and and it's a good season to to check it out. So we got there and um, man, I just fell in love with it. Now I I was terrible at it. I could not. No, you were worse than me. I was really just like learning how to drop in at, um, let's see, I was like, you know, 20, you know, 21 years old. I was learning how to drop in again and kind of get familiar with, with skateboarding. And, um, and the three foot bowl was just so inviting, friendly, mm-hmm. and just allowed you to kind of get carves and, and learn how to skate round wall. I found the, the three foot bowl harder to drop in on than the ramp. It but, is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the board starts to roll away from you. As soon as you come off the coping, Correct. you don't have that moment to slap the wheels down. Well, you know, yeah, the steeper, the ramp, the actually the easier yeah. the drop, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, the three foot bowl is, you know, three feet and the, the radius of the transition, yeah, does not allow for easy drop in and, that's typically where we teach kids where to drop in. So if they can do that, then they can move on from there. But so the, so the skate park is still killing it. Oh yeah. 20, we just killing. had a 26 yeah. year anniversary. And and then you owned a surf shop for a long time. How long was double wide open? So we opened double wide in a double wide trailer. Yeah. Um, and welcome to North Carolina. That's right. Yeah. I mean, where the trailers meet the coast here in Hampstead. <laughs> Um, (laughs) (laughs) because we did have a, you know, trailer park on the water until recently, but, um, we opened up the double wide in 2004 and we opened it in a trailer and, you know, it was, it was really cool because what was cool in one way. And then in another way, I, I was challenged by it, but like, it was cool in the fact that I knew everyone in the industry because I had had the skate park. And when I got ready to get uh, brands, mm-hmm. the reps all, I knew the reps. Oh my God. It makes and, it so and, much easier. And it was all, you know, like kind of easy to get opened up. And, and as a matter of fact, Roy Turner called me and he said, you know, and, and Roy's a well-respected, yes, you know, um, absolutely. I want action sports here. retailer, you know? And so he called me and said, Jimmy, you know, I know, you know, everybody, but just be careful. And I appreciated that advice. And, um, yeah. although I still like overball and got in deep, but, um, we opened up the store in the trailer and then soon after moved on to the highway four and five, you know, ran that business for 10 years. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the skate industry and how different it is from the surfing industry. Is it, is it the same? Because I know how the surf industry works. I I worked in it enough. I understand about the limitations on brands and not wanting to sell to you and all that, but skating to me seemed simpler. Am I wrong? It is simpler when you compare the two. I mean, first off in the sport, it's two different cultures, right? Because uh, skateboarding, you know, you can buy a skateboard and you can ride in your driveway and it's easier to access and obtain the activity. Yeah, that's and that's that is a plus that and, anybody and, can do this and it's lower cost. So yeah. you're going to sell more skateboards. I mean, and you can skateboard from 
you know, east to the west coast and everywhere in between. And you're not going to drown. Correct. And your mother will buy it for you. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, you know, some of my friends now have a friend from Missouri and, you know, his, his stories of growing up in St. Louis, you know, and skateboarding is, I'll, I'm always intrigued to hear his stories because it's like, oh, it's a completely different feel. Um, sure. Yeah. You know, where we were kind of like more like sidewalk server type bowl riding yeah. carvers. It was always about surfing, even when you're on the skateboard. Yeah. For me, it was always about Same surfing. Same here. And yeah. I think, and you know, obviously inherently that's where the sport came from, right? Everybody, sure. you know, a lot of people know that, the dog down and all that. So, so the cost and the culture are easier to obtain. Right. Where surfing is more expensive. Um, you got, everything's got to come together with the weather and the conditions on the beach. Yeah. And so I think, you know, that makes it two different sports. Plus, one thing I've always said, if the waves get good, you know, the there's only so many waves that are going to come in on any given day. Those surfers are going to be in competition for that spot or that wave, which kind of gives, creates a little bit of a angst. Animosity. Right? Animosity yeah. towards each other. And there, yeah. that's where you have like territorial, you know, situations. But in skateboarding, you go to the park and most of the time people are glad to see you. Yeah. And the energy kind of, um, kind of gets passed on because you can only skate for like one to two minutes before you're just wiped out. You're gassed. And then you really want at that point to look up and see the next guy get in the line or ride. And then you kind of feed off that energy. So that energy kind of gets passed around like a torch and you're sort of like excited for your brother. And that is you know. not surfing. Surfing, oh, there's a wave coming to me. Some jack <laughs> paddles around yeah. you and gets positioned. And yeah. I won't even watch. I won't even watch. Uh, yeah. I'm just like, yeah. I, hope he, I hope he gets some work. Right? Yeah. yeah, I hope he gets closed out. <laughs> and then, yeah, I'm going to drop in on the wave behind us and I'm going to miss your face. Yeah. By like three inches. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. but, yeah, and the other, the other thing, I talk about dirt bikes on the show, like, Around here, like a lot of people skate a lot because surfing will stab you in the back. You'll get a brand new board and there won't be waves for a month. Correct. The weather will be miserable or nothing will work out. There'll be a hurricane and it never gets good. Yep. So, you know, that that's why my kids, you know, are we're on dirt bikes. And yeah. Because I was dirt bikes won't stab you in the back. That's right. I can say, Hey dude, we're gonna meet you at the track. We're gonna go ride. At yeah. one o'clock on Saturday, see you there. And the ocean cannot tell me I can't. That's right. And even as busy as it may get at the tracks or even the skate parks, you know, you'll, you'll, the crowd will thin out and the waves or in this case, the, uh, the terrain will still be there. Yeah. And people are stoked. Yeah. People are Mm -hmm. happy to see you survive and not get hurt. And it's very much like skating, you know, try something big. And if you make it, everybody's happy. If you fall down, they look and make sure you get up. That's right. Yeah. So having said that, that that's what makes surfing that much more special. Yeah. When you get that session or that time, you know, uh, with your friends or that, you know, certain break at a certain time or whatever, it's a, it becomes a story that really is hard to relive. 
That's right. And I think this, there's a lot to be said for that as well. So, you know, it took a lot, some years to realize that and mature into that, into that thought. Yeah, but, it is. you know, when you're young, you're just, you know, you're burning the candle from both ends and you think everything should come your way. Yeah. Well, I want to have you back sometime. I, I mean, we could just do a whole show and just skate barn beginning to end. We could. Yeah. yeah. Man, thanks so much for coming, dude. I really appreciate it. And, and you yeah. really were, when I thought about doing the show. You were one of the first people I said, oh, man, oh, God, man thanks. Jimmy on here. It'd be awesome. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. And uh, thanks for having me. Surf Shorts, brought to you by the good people at... Oh, it's not crickets anymore, people. Outer Banks Hammocks, brought to you by Outer Banks Hammocks. Outer Banks Hammocks, for the ultimate lay. You can reach them on the internet at obxhammocks.com. They've got... All kinds of stuff for you now. Obviously, they have hammocks and swings and chairs, and now they're breaking into outdoor furniture. They've got a lot of outdoor furniture, high-end stuff, Three Birds Casual Teak, Outer Banks Aluminum and Resin Wicker, Polly's Island Durawood, Summer Classics. They've got it all. Hit them up at OuterBanksHammocks.com. That's O-B-X-Hammocks.com slash Outdoor-Furniture. Outer Banks Hammocks for the ultimate lay. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed that interview. We will be coming out with more Adventures in Surf Shorts interviews in the coming months. Remember all true Surf Shorts episodes where we have people telling stupid surf stories. Sometimes they're scary. Sometimes they're stupid. But all of those episodes come out on Thursday. And when we have a little bonus material like this, it'll come out on not a Thursday. Thanks so much for listening. Once again, I'd like to give a shout out to Outer Banks Hammocks, obxhammocks.com on the web, and Savage Surfboards. We're going to be doing a little something with them pretty soon. And you all know that Sean is going to be on the show soon, so hope you tune in for that. Everybody have a great week. Of course, remember, you can find us on the World Wide Web at SurfShortsPodcast.com. You can find us on Instagram at SurfShortsPodcast. We're also on TikTok, but I promise I'm not dancing. And certainly don't forget to shoot me an email if you have a great story. Certainly would love to hear it. One last thing I would like to put out there is we have a YouTube channel, Surf Shorts Podcast. If you want to go see some of the little YouTube shorts that are released or little blobs of videos. And they also show the Surf Shorts Podcast Studio. So if you're interested in that, click around on Surf Shorts Podcast on YouTube. Thanks a bunch, y'all.